Well, I should mention first off the hop, the Jays uh, season opener happens in Baltimore at uh, first pitch 305 today. So uh, I just thought I should let you know about that. Chris Creston, did you watch the Junos yesterday? I actually did happen to watch the Junos. I didn't uh, expect that to happen to me, Mm. but I found myself uh, doing some laundry and stuff around the TV set, had it on and was in and out of the room watching this thing. And I was um, surprised by some things and other things. Sort of like, yeah, that's the Junos. How many times do I have to tell you not to rub your glamorous lifestyle in our faces like this on the show? Like, honestly, this is off-air stuff, but Chris, La- come on. Laundry on a Sunday laundry night. Laundry in nice, front of huh? the TV. Good God. Good God, Chris. Um, let me just say, I did not see it because I got sucked in, by, and it's it's worth getting sucked into. Mm-hmm. I've been watching on Crave TV ah. that... Um, OJ, oh, the OJ, I want to see Made this. in America documentary mm-hmm. that won the Oscar. It's a, it's a it's a time commitment. It's like I have had relationships that end sooner <laughs> than this. Uh, the time I put into this OJ documentary, but, but it's fascinating. Timing, one of the nice things about the Junos, yes, really short and sweet compared to other award shows, compared to the American ones. Okay, uh, speaking of short and sweet, uh, we'll talk about this a little bit later on. But I know that the Tragically Hip basically got played off. They won Group of the Year, and the guys weren't so happy about it. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on and see how you feel about it. We'll run some audio, um, but I would like to just do a little rundown. Album of the year went to uh, Leonard Cohen. You want it darker? He released that about three weeks before he passed away. Artist of the year, Leonard Cohen. Group of the year, Tragically Hip. Rock album of the year, Man Machine Poem. Tragically Hip. Songwriters of the year, uh, Gord Downing was songwriter of the year. Um, although uh, he was also got the Adult Alternative Album of the year. You notice a little bit of a theme here, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they're all biggies. And uh, one, uh, well, they both, uh, both stories are slightly very tragic, in fact. Mm-hmm. One so. man no longer with us, the other one fighting for his life still. Anyhow, uh, I want to talk about the opening of the award show. It was hosted by Brian Adams, who's looking a lot like Alfred E. Newman. Not to be mean, <laughs> but I don't know. You know, usually aging rock stars start to look, you know, a little bit like Paul McCartney looks like an old granny. Yes. He's not. He just looks like Alfred E. Newman. It's weird. (laughs) Which is a weird look. It is a weird look. Anyhow, uh, Russell Peters also hosted with him. And Russell Peters came out first. And he said something that people were uh, not so happy about. Here's the joke. It's it's a lot of young girls here. This is a felony wedding to happen. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know that you, he should have made that. Somebody said, and Russell Peters just ruined the whole thing with a young girl felony joke. Did Russell Peters just call this a felony waiting to happen? Gross. That was pretty much, that ick was pretty much the reaction on social media. I just think he forgot where he was. I, I mean, I, I think Russell Peters operates like a stand-up and he's a lot off the cuff and that's what makes him great. I just think it was a joke. I think people need, you know what? If what's what's wrong with some of these shows, especially the Canadian award shows, is that they're so stuffy. Why can't why can't he make a slightly off color joke? There can't be any sacred cows in the world of humor. I took, let let him joke. It's, oh, he, I think he there's didn't a, hurt anyone. There are a few sacred cows in the world of humor. I mean, let's face it. And and you know when you're talking about young girls and a felony waiting to happen, and you're an older guy, yeah, that's not a great joke to start off with. I understand that he usually plays, you know, uh, you know, 
comedic events. Mm-hmm. This wasn't. It's it's a little bit different. Uh, let's talk about another guy that got to uh, speak at the Juno Awards. Our Prime Minister. Here he is. Music fans around the world were saddened to learn of the death of Leonard Cohen, one of the greatest artists Canada has ever produced. If you are Canadian, or even more so, a Montrealer, you grew up listening to Leonard. He and my father liked each other immensely. In fact, he was an honorary pallbearer at my father's funeral. I remember a gathering the night before the funeral. I was going around the room, and as I do, giving hugs to everyone. Leonard was there. I remember walking up to him and giving him a hug. That was the night I learned out. Leonard, great man, but not a big hugger. I want to know what happened. Did Leonard deck him? Like, what, yeah. How did he find out he wasn't a big hugger? I don't know. I just found it gross that he, uh, you know, I have a feeling that he was really envious of Ben Mulroney. <laughs> and he really wanted that gig. And, yeah. well, Ben already had it, so he decided Prime Minister, okay. Because he was almost vibrating. You could see him waiting to go on stage. and Because there were some people that were, you know, there's cameras everywhere, yeah. right? Everyone has one in their pocket taping it because they knew that Justin and Sophie were going up next. And he was just like, oh, we can't wait. And I'm going to name drop. He's going to be so great. Anyhow, I, just imagine. He, he walks around giving hugs. He's a hugger. Oh, great man, but not a big hugger. <laughs> not a big hugger. Maybe uh, it was just you. How many people were honorary pallbearers at his dad's funeral, by the way? I feel like that list just keeps growing. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Like, how many people they just crowded underneath, hearing him like with fingertips? I, I don't know. I, I think when you're an honorary Paul Barry, you don't actually have to do any of the heavy lifting. And to those that think it's disrespectful, get over it. We're only kidding. Uh, Samsung is uh, opening a huge new store in Toronto. Did you hear about this? It's 21,000 square feet. It's going to be the biggest store that they have in Canada to date. It's going to be an experience store. Ooh. This is uh, will have a fully functioning kitchen on site with cooking demonstrations. What? Yeah. They sell kitchen appliances? Yeah, they sell it all, baby. And you know what the amazing thing is? The even the stove probably listens to you. <laughs> Cook. No, I don't know about that. I'm just making that up. This is how how scary is this? A man was rescued after a shark attacked his kayak off the Australian coast. No joke. He's a 39-year-old. He's he, he basically he hears a <laughs> realizes his kayak has been bitten and he is sinking quickly off the Australian coast because you just got this fiberglass shell, right? And now there's a big hole in it and you're sitting in the middle of it and there's a shark in the water. This is no joke. He makes an emergency phone call and basically they get to him on top, the cops. Like on time, rather. They get to him and they pick him up and put him on the boat. Whew, that's amazing, eh? It was missing its stern. Well, I, I was just at the aquarium, mm-hmm. and I, you know, it was, it was funny. My little nephew asked, uh, "How come these sharks aren't eating the other fish?" Yeah, I said, well, "I think they keep them pretty well fed." But yeah, you, you know what? They, it's easy to look at them in a setting like that and see, look at all these beautiful, majestic creatures. But yeah, they are uh, dangerous beasts. They're killing machines. <laughs> Now, most sharks are not that vicious, right? No. I mean, um, and, well, let's face it. We've overfished the oceans. They have nothing to eat now. I was just watching that documentary, uh, documentary, mm-hmm. uh, Rob Stewart's uh, first documentary, uh, Sharkwater. Who, uh, was that on Netflix? Is that a no, Netflix documentary? That, no. That, I've, okay. I've got it on DVD if you want it. It's sad in cellophane until, mm-hmm. sadly, Rod Stewart, or Rod Stewart, Rob Stewart passed away this year, um, and uh, I unwrapped it and watched it but yeah he you see him down at the ocean floor in his scuba gear hugging sharks and really petting them and showing that hey when they see a human and know that they're a human and not a sea lion Mm. they won't attack you 
because you don't look like food to them. But the bottom of a boat can sometimes look like uh, what they would eat. Interesting. Uh, you know, the, I think his family is going after the uh, the scuba company that took him out on that tour. Yeah, they are. Because they say that he should have been accompanied. And they're going after some cash. By the way, I have to recommend that it's not it's a it's not a Netflix documentary recommendation. But if you get a chance to watch the OJ Made in America, watch it because uh, it's very it's I was so young when that chase happened. I didn't understand the athlete that OJ was and I didn't understand uh, the tension, the racial racial tension and the history that the LAPD had with uh, black Americans in Los Angeles. It's a crazy story, at least for the first, it's a five episode series. And for the first, I don't know, two and a half episodes, they uh, talk about OJ's and OJ's rise to fame and the, uh, the tensions uh, that, that led up to the Rodney King beating. It's just, it's an incredible look at why that guy got off, you know, of a, a double murder. And I will say this, don't watch it with the kids. And the reason why I say that is it's very graphic. So there there are some pretty intense uh, moments in that documentary.